Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next to another episode of Mental Strength Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Hama. I have another awesome guest with me today. His name is Kevin. I know him from uh, UNH, which is where I went to college. We also studied abroad um, in Italy. He is a pretty awesome guy. I think this is going to be a pretty great conversation. I'm going to go ahead and bring him in and let him introduce himself to you guys. Hey, Kevin, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Hammond. Nice to be here. Hey, man. Awesome. I'm, I'm really happy that you were willing to do this, and I can't wait to hear what we're going to be able to talk about. Yeah, man. When um when I first heard about your podcast talking about, you know, mental health, I was like, damn, that's such a that sounds like right up my alley. I'm really happy that you were willing to get the word out about things like this. And I was like, well, I might as well help. That's the best thing to do. Yeah, man, definitely. You know, trying to trying to do this and getting the word out, like you said, is uh, between college, of course, but then also just growing up in life in general. I see how much this thing affects people. And I think one of the things that I talked about on my previous podcast is there's no, it doesn't discriminate, right? It doesn't care if you're a college kid struggling. It doesn't care if you're a young adult trying to get a job. It doesn't care if you're somebody who has a good nine to five and it doesn't care if you're a freaking celebrity millionaire, whatever, it's going to affect you if it wants to affect you. Yeah. Mental health doesn't, does definitely does not discriminate. It does not care who you are. Yeah, man. You know, and there's a lot. And then the other thing I think to it, a lot of different people, a lot of different things brings it on for different people, right? Not everybody is the same. So many different things affects people in all different ways. Yeah, there's no, there's no one size fits all. You can't, like, you know, you, you might by the book be both diagnosed with, you know, depression or whatever, but it's still, it's still different. It's not exactly the same for two people. Yeah, man, for sure. And I kind of want to have, have that lead us into the first question. You know, you can go ahead and introduce yourself, like, you know, give some people a little more details of your, um, of you. And then also the first question, of course, is what is or has been your personal um, mental health struggle? And of course, give them some details so they can kind of have a better understanding if they might not know. Sure. So again, for those who don't know me, my name's Kevin. I'm a friend of, of Hammond. We met uh studying abroad in Italy when we were in college and you know we were part of the same group and just managed to you know be friends from there and we've stayed in touch to this day regarding my personal mental health struggle it it's been around since you know since I was very young probably elementary middle school age and uh, I'm sure like many listeners out there it's it's been a struggle that that never really ends. It kind of continues to this day. Uh, regarding specifics, I've never been professionally diagnosed with anything. That said, after studying, I've studied psychology when I was at UNH, and after listening and learning more about you know certain things, certain disorders, more mental illness, I I don't necessarily regret not getting tested or speaking to a, a professional to get diagnosed, but I do. Uh, see certain parallels and I'm able to take certain aspects and figure out like, oh, maybe that's why I reacted to this like that. Or maybe that's why I did this in this situation and stuff like that. I think, yeah. oh, sorry. No, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Um, re- regarding more specifics, my main mental health struggle, which is something I think is far too common, but it's it's more like an extreme case of what I think a lot of men specifically deal with. And it's just kind of the general, 
you know, not feeling worthy, kind of like, you know, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I feel that, you know, I going off of that, that's something that I struggled with when I was very much, you know, at the lowest points with my um, different mental health struggles. Like I remember, you, you know, that I, I like Gary V, right? Like I, I used to post about him a lot and that kind of stuff. Um, but he was some, he's somebody, one of the things he likes to talk about, especially when I first discovered him was he said like he wanted people to fall in love with the dirt. Right. And what he meant by that is going through the product, the process and the progress of building something, right. You, you, you got to start at the bottom, right. So you got to get through all the dirt before you can taste the caviar, as he likes to say. Um, but for me, I had a hard time connecting with that because like you just said, and I think it is true with a lot of men is my mentality had gotten to the point where I viewed myself as worth less than dirt, you know? And I was like, I get what he's saying, but my relationship is with dirt is not that. And that's how I think about dirt. And I think that was a great point that you put a lot of, a lot of people and especially men continue to go through life. And, and like you said too, you, I, I think the way you put it was, it wasn't until you really started studying um, psychology when you were in college that you started to connect some of the things back to what you were struggling with. And I think that's another issue on it, right? I think there's men who see it as like, oh no, this is how men are supposed to be. So there's nothing actually wrong when in reality, no, there's something that you might be struggling with and you do need to take a look at it, and you do need to step back and, and look at yourself in that way. Yeah, I think a lack of education is definitely a big part as to this. I don't want to call it, I guess, epidemic, but I mean, I guess it fits the times. I I feel, especially (laughs) nowadays with social media, more and more people are just thinking, you know, just like I'm, I'm worth less than everybody else. Everybody, you know, is killing it. Everybody's doing so well. And here I am, you know, struggling to make ends meet or pay rent or just I can't accomplish my goals or whatever you might be trying to do. Yeah. And I definitely think that's an issue um, that has started to become more of a thing with society. And like you said, a big part of it is social media. It's the whole point of, you know, of, of comparing, right. It's like, and, and one of the things that I like to hear people who are motivational and are at certain points and try to help people get through those type of situations within, within their head is that, you're comparing your, you know, your chapter one, two, or three to somebody's chapter 20, right? You don't, you, you, you see them doing well on social media, but you don't know how much, you know, difficult crap they went through in chapters one through 19 just to get to chapter 20. And yeah, I think, I th- oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, man. What, what do you want to say off of that? Well, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. That's, that's something that I struggled with all my life growing up. I, I had an older brother who is like six years older than I am. And for whatever reason, growing up, I would never necessarily critically think about the certain situations. I would just see the results. You know, uh, if we like did sports, I, I would have 10 trophies just over the years. He would have 20 trophies. And so I'd be thinking to myself, am I only half as good as my brother? Is he twice as good as me? Like, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I be better or just as good as him? Yeah. Damn, that is, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a hard thing to go through. Right. And, and I think one of the reasons it probably also would affect people in that situation is like, damn, you know, that's my brother, right? Like I'm supposed to be like, oh shit, Hey, look, my brother's doing good. But instead, whatever is that you're struggling with is making you go, damn, 
Am I just not, you know, am I just not up to par? And I think that's a really hard thing to go through, especially if, if it was when you're, especially if you were, when it was, when you were younger, right? It's, you're, you're a young kid and you're trying to, and you're, you're trying to figure out you, but you can't help but look at your older brother and be like, shit, I'm not, I'm not keeping up pace, right? You're like, shit, you're probably like, damn, he, he was at this point when he was here and I'm not. And that's a difficult thing to try to go through, especially when it's on your own and you might not know how to talk to it, you know, talk to people about it or how to get through that. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. You know, I'm thinking, you know, when, when he uh, was in high school, he was, you know, star of the football team. He was getting straight A's, you know, he was doing this, this and that here I am. I've only done this one thing, you know, rather than celebrate, Hey, this is still a good accomplishment. You're sitting there going, nah, I'm trash because, you know, at this point, this guy was doing this much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I could, I could agree to that. I'm not agree. I could, um, Oh wow. What's the, I'm I'm blanking on a word. Relate. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) I can relate to that. Cause I also had, you know, both my brothers were were a good amount of years older than me. I think, Oh God, I'm going to, I'm going to blank on their ages and they're going to hear this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but they're both were like, you know, I think six to eight years older than me. And, and I don't think my parents meant to do it, but there were times when I was struggling with some things and, you know, they'd be like, you know, look, your brother was, did it this way, or he was doing it this way. And you should take example for them and you should try to be more like them. And I was like, well, all right, shit, I'm trying, but am I just not, am I just not getting to that level? And I wasn't really know how to, I didn't really know how to deal with that when I was a kid, because like you said, right, it's also an education thing. It's we, we've all grown up in a society where you don't really talk about it. Right. It gets it gets swept under the rug. And if it doesn't come back up, everybody's happy. And if it does come back up, okay, then maybe we got to talk about it. Yeah, I think that's that's the big issue, because, you know, mental health in past years has, you know, like you said, been brushed aside when it's in my opinion, it could be potentially worse. You know, I I think it's part of the reason men die earlier than, than women on average, you know, whether it be stress related, anxiety related, or, you know, anything mental and they develop all these things and they don't realize, and they don't want to admit to it because they just think, dang, I'm, I'm less of a man. I don't like, I just got to keep, you know, keeping my head down, keep working hard and eventually I'll get over it. And then, but they don't realize you're fighting, you know, the most uphill of battles because it's, you can't really fight how you feel. Yeah. 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 And, and I agree. And I think that's also in terms of, in terms of culture, right? Like I think, and it's one of the reasons I'm happy seeing um, professional athletes becoming more open about it. Right. Cause I grew up playing sports too. And for me, I had old school, I don't know about you, but I had old school coaches, right? I think our generations was the end of that generation. And it was the beginning of the, of the, and I don't want to sound like an old school person, right? But like the, everybody gets a trophy generation. Yeah. Um, but I think we, uh, me and you growing up in the time that we did was, was the, was the clash of that change. And I had old school coaches, right. And, and I played football and you're right. Like you, you didn't cry and you didn't, and you didn't feel bad and, and you had to act tough and you had to be the man. And I think the fact that people who are at the level of professional athletes. And I think you would agree with this as well, that professional athletes are looked at as like, you know, these, these, these untouchable, not untouchable, right. But like next level type of people when at the end of it, they are also just normal people like us. And these type of things affects them too. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it's scary to think, you know, like you said, it doesn't discriminate, but it also is kind of comforting in that, you know, even if I'm going through a tough time, knowing that, you know, LeBron James might be going through the same thing almost makes me feel like gives me worth. Like this is not something that it only affects quote unquote normal people. It affects everybody. Yeah, and I, and I think that's another thing too, right? It gives you worth. I think that was the uh, a good way of you putting it is that it's like it's it, it gives you something to keep going for because I think a lot of times when people are struggling with their mental health, and I know we have touched, you know, said it earlier in the podcast too, is that that, that self-worth drops dramatically and it gets to the point where, you know, you wake up in the mirror and you're getting ready for your day in, in the morning and you're looking in the mirror when you're getting ready for your day and you're already not liking what you see before the day's even started. Oh, I know that. I know that feeling all too well. Damn, man, you know, and I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I, and I'm sure it might have been for you as well. But when I was in college, that was my worst, some of my worst years. And and that used to be for me. Right. And it was I would wake up already in a shitty mood because I'm like, all right, I'm waking up in a place that I don't even want to be in. I'm in a shitty mood. Life's not going great. I'm struggling at school. I don't want to fucking be here. And it doesn't help with the mental because especially with something like college, a lot of the kids end up feeling like, man, I I, I, I have to do this, right? Whether it's me or my family's helping me or whoever people are paying for me to be here, I can't fuck this up, right? Damn, I just cursed twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's like, and I think that's one of the things about colleges and it's one of the reasons I also wanted to make this because I feel like, college students are a very big um, percentage of people who struggle with mental health. And it's because of that thing that, damn, I'm here. I'm paying all this money. I got to get something out of this. I can't just let my mental health win. Yeah, it's, it's definitely difficult because one thing I find that everybody else goes through is, um, have you ever heard of the story, The Emperor's New Clothes? No. So in the story, just to make it really short, there's an emperor who hires these two thread clothing makers and they, they say, hey, we'll make you the best clothes ever. He goes, okay, let's make it. And then they go into a room and they come out with nothing. He's like, what is this? He said, oh, this is your new robe, but only really smart, high-class people can see this robe. So obviously the emperor doesn't want to look like an idiot. So it's like, oh, I see it now. You know, I like the color. I like the shape of it. They're like, all right, cool. So they go all throughout the kingdom and they spread word, you know, emperor's new clothes, only the highest class people can, can see it. So in reality, the emperor's walking around in his underwear. <laughs> and, but everyone is, no one wants to say anything because they're like, oh, I don't want to look like a low class person. So no one says anything until one day this child just goes, the emperor's got no clothes. And then everyone is like, oh, God, I was like, I'm so glad someone said it. And that's kind of like what I think is going on today. I personally believe every person has that mental health problem and everyone, everyone's insecure about something. That's that's everyone who says differently is either a narcissist or a liar, in my opinion. <laughs> and but the problem is no one wants to say it because no one wants to see or no one wants to seem lesser than, so everyone just suffers mm -hmm. in silence. Wow, that was that was a hell of a story. 
and a way to compare that, man, I think that is that is a very truthful way of putting it. You know, I think that goes back to the stigma of mental health, right? Everybody's afraid to look like, oh no, I have something wrong with me. I, I'm, I'm this or that. And like you said, I, I'm, I'm lesser. And when in actuality, it's, it's so insanely more common than people realize that you know, it, it, it baffles me, right? It, it gets to the point where like, where it's like, how can we be suffering this much as a society with this type of thing? But so many people are still scared to just have the conversation, not to, not to mention actually do something and make progress, you know? Yeah. I, I think, I think one thing, you know, I, I think we hold up the, the past generations, you know, as, some of the greatest generations, you know, World War II vets, regular veterans, uh, even today. But I do think one thing they could have done better, amongst other things, is they neglected mental health. You know, yes. you can if you break your leg, you can see it. My leg is broken. I can't walk on this. But if you're suffering from depression because there's no chart you can look at, there's no uh, X-ray. People just think it's nothing. Just get over it but they don't understand that's not, that's not how it works. Yep. Yeah, man, you're, you're, you're completely right. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, an issue with, with, yeah, with the visuals, people think because you can't see it, it's not there. And that's the most ridiculous way to think about it. <clears throat> um, and I kind of think the way you were putting it leads into another question of, of one of the things that it, 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 that makes it so difficult to, to deal with and to also, I guess, have a conversation because it's so different among everybody else is, is how much it, how differently it affects people. Right. So with that, I want to ask you both now and in the past, how were, have you, and were you able to cope with your mental health that you realized you were struggling with? So, I mean, I, you know, I was, I was trying to think of an answer and, I feel like I I want to say I've been trying, but I feel like I was kind of given like a side off to the side answer. Just kind of like, oh yeah, sure, I'm I'm dealing with that. Like, oh, I'm working on it. But it's like, are you really working on it? I think yeah. when I was younger, still struggling with the self worth and lack of self esteem. One thing I would try to do is I would just try and be the best I could be at you know, one or two things, anything I was good at. So I could kind of cling on to that. Like, I don't, I don't need to be good at this cause I'm good at this or like, I don't need, you know, to, to know this cause I know how to do that. And I do this really well. So I never need that. Mm. And then when it comes to things that I'm maybe I'm not comfortable with, or maybe I'm not, you know, super confident in. And I think this is another thing people do is they don't really try. They don't actually give it their best shot if they're not super confident because I think, I think they're so afraid that if I do my very best and still fail, my ego can't handle that. My low self-esteem is already so low. I, I, my ego can't take a blow like that. So I don't try so that if I fail, if I lose, if I, you know, anything that's not winning, you kind of subconsciously fall back on, oh, well that's, that's only because I, I didn't try. If I, if I tried my best, I could do it, but I, I lost cause I didn't try not because I'm not good enough. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I definitely understand things like that. You know, I, there were definitely times where I didn't, I just didn't want to 
go into thing because I was like, all right, man, you know, I, I know, I know I've tried, or even if you say like, maybe I, you tried it a small amount before and you're like, yeah, no, I, I, I know what my level is at that. But my, my thing that I would say to people around, if, if that is something that you are doing as well, that, that is trying to, you trying to, I guess, protect your mental health. Um, I would say that as difficult as that might be, one of the things that I've become to, to that I've ended up learning and, and really do um, think about right now and believe is that when you get knocked down and those times where you think you're, you're, you're at your lowest or something are actually times when, when you have an opportunity, right? And I think that's always a caveat I need to remember to put in there is that you, you're given an opportunity to gain that equal amount of strength, right? So like you got knocked down with this much strength from life, from anything that went on. But if you push through and you fight and you attempt and actually try to, to get forward in whatever that situation is, there's an opportunity to gain however however much strength that you got knocked down with, um, with that supposed loss, right? And I think it's a, it's a way to help with mental strength because one of the things that I've also come to realize is that you, 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 you get difficult points in life because it's preparing you for your next level, right? So if you don't go ahead and try to push through those times and, and maybe try something new or maybe try something different, and even if you might slip up, you gain something so that when you do get to the point of going to the next level, you have preparations of things that you did slip up on and you did make a mistake on. And then the positive side of that is, shit, if you try it, you might actually end up being good at it. And it might actually end up becoming something that you could be like, oh, wait, I can go and go hard on this now, too, because I think I can do this. Yeah. Sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> How about if um? You, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to make a quick, fu- a funny joke off of that. Is that yeah? If you listen to this to the first podcast of this very podcast, you'll understand what he means by that. That podcast was just that was harsh. <laughs> yeah, but um, I to, to answer your initial question, you know, I or I guess to continue on your earlier question, mm-hmm. I did do that to kind of cope and. I at some point between high school and college I did go and see uh I did you know go and do therapy and I did it also in college for a little bit and um and I hit a good stride but then for one reason or another whether it be we went home for vacation or something I like stopped going and another thing I think is important for people to know is Uh, I was talking to a mental health professional once and she told me, she said, your mental health is like your physical health going to the gym. Maybe you get to a point where you can, you know, run a four minute mile, you can bench 225, you can squat, you know, 400 for reps. That doesn't mean you just stop going to the gym. You, there's no point where you are so strong that you don't have to stop going to the gym. You have to keep going to at the very least maintain. And so I think one thing, because at one point, you know, after I'd stopped going to therapy or for, or for anything, you know, when those those bad thoughts creep back into your mind, you, some people think, "Well, I, I went to therapy. I this should be this should be done. I should be over this." And and then they feel less than because they say, "Man, why does this keep bothering me? I sh- I should be done with this." 
but people don't realize you don't, you shouldn't be done with anything. There's no obligation. There's no, it's not, oh, you've climbed the mountain, you're done. It's just, okay, you're at this level, but you got to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I liked all the different ways that you put it, and I, I completely agree with you, right? The the maintenance thing and, and the gym analogy was great. It's, it's yes, you can get to a point of, of being insanely strong and conditioned and everything, but it doesn't just stay, right? You've got to keep going to, at the very least, keep that level or even get better. And, and I think the other thing that you put about you, nothing should ever be complete. Yeah, I like that too, because I think, life in and of itself is a a continuous thing of trying to and even if it's just a small amount but continuously trying to become a better version of yourself right and it doesn't always have to be on one specific thing right you can be have a year or two where you become insanely good and you make a lot of advance advancements in your job or your career you can have another six months or a year where you're working on your physical health you can have another year where you're working on relationships and things like that and I think it's the same thing with mental health. It's it's a continuous thing of getting better. You're getting better with your depression. You're getting better with your anxiety. You're getting better with your perspective. You're getting better with with your with your patience. You get right. There's there's things that can continuously get better. So yes, I agree. Just like your physical health, and it's the same thing with your mental health. You have to maintain it, and you have to keep putting the work in. And when you're struggling with um, mental health you know, illnesses and things like that, unfortunately. But like I said, this is, like I've said before, it's also a, a podcast where I want to be very, you know, motivational, but also honest with, with people who might need the motivation. And the unfortunate part of that is that you're struggling with the mental health and things like that. It's going to be even more difficult, but that's just the truth. Right. And I think it goes to speak to what Kevin was saying as well, even more so you need to be on that Mate, you got to keep maintaining it because there's going to be times, there's going to be days, there's going to be, you know, weeks or months where you're having difficult times and there's going to be voices, you know, creeping back in to try to mess with you again. And if you decide then to slip up on the things that you were doing that were helping you maintain, those things are going to start making some reverse progress on whatever progress you ended up making anyways. Yeah, it's, it's. It's almost a bitter pill to swallow, but it's a battle that happens every single day. It's, you know, it's, it's that one enemy that says, Hey, even if you manage to win, the day is yours, but I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a very long war and you have to go into each battle with a, with maybe not a fresh, but a determined mindset. And, and it's actually something that I've been um, thinking about a lot, not just in mental health, but also life, right? I think one of the things that I'm trying to do is, is have, is reach levels of greatness by my own definition. And for me, one of the things that talks about great, that I think about greatness is a lot is if let's say you apply it to like 10 days, right? And you would try to, you, you attempt to approach each day with trying to achieve greatness and, but obviously you're not going to hit greatness every day because nobody hits greatness every day, but let's say it's over a 10 day period and you hit it, you know, two, three days to begin. Right. And then another two, three days you have, you know, pretty good, but not great days. And then one or two days you have okay days. And then the last couple of days you got shitty days, but 
if you continue to approach on a long-term basis of that and you take an opportunity to step back and, and take a breath at a certain point, the, 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 the macro view of that is going to probably be that 50, 60, 70% of your days are going to be great to pretty good. And whatever's left is going to be okay, not so great to shitty. And I think a lot of people would accept that in terms of everyday life. Yeah, it's just a thing that you got to work at all the time. You know, no one, mm-hmm. no one gets it perfect on the first try on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, man, I, I think that was a great way to go about that question. I think people got a lot of stuff from that. So the next thing, topic that I want to talk to you about is your personal view, right? How do you look at mental health and, and your opinion on it and of its current place in society? And then also, you know, like we like we touched on earlier, some some subsections of it, for example, sports and things like that. So I I, I do like the direction uh, mental health is going and you know, it's slowly starting to become more and more aware. People are starting to say, Hey, people suffer. I just wish it was still in a better place because even though there's so many people that are saying, you know, we're willing to listen, we're willing to help. We want to help you. There are still for one reason or another. And I'll, I'll fully admit I'm guilty of this too. People for whatever reason still don't open up, still don't talk about it. Cause Whatever it is in their mind, they're still like, yeah, they they say they want to help, but they still might be silently judging or for whatever mm. reason, they don't want to alter the image that the other person has of them in their mind, which I mean, that's I don't want to say that's on them, but it's it's just tough. You got to figure out somehow to let them know like, hey, we are here and get them to open up. But, you know. I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great way to, to, to put that statement, you know, and, and I'll touch on it again real quick. Cause I know we talked about it and, and some of my other, um, uh, previous, the previous episodes on this podcast, but like you said, yeah, it is difficult at times as well though. Cause you get that thought, right. It's, it's a little more difficult to be a hundred percent open with friends and family. And that's why, you know, I think a couple of my guests before mentioned that th- that's why taking the steps and, and starting, starting to do things like, um, you know, like going to see a therapist and things like that is really important because when you get into those situations, you don't have to worry. Right. You don't have you don't have to have that little voice in the back of your head thinking, oh, man, is 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 my family going to start looking at me weird? Are my friends going to start looking at me weird? Because that's what their job is. Their job is to listen to the things that you're struggling with and that is that are making life difficult and give you techniques, advice, ways to go about countering that and actually being able to make progress in, in your life. And you don't need to worry about the judgment because. To be quite frank, I'm sure they hear a lot of things, so they're really not going to be judgmental, anyways. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, initially, when I back, you know, a few years back, when I first started or wanted to start going to therapy, I, it, it seemed like such a, a big hill, almost like you know, I'm I'm going to drop the bomb that I that I'm mentally weak. You know, that was the mindset at the time. And it just seems like going to see the therapist seems like such a big hill to climb because just to admit that like, hey, I'm in therapy, you're afraid everyone's like, oh, he's going to therapy. What's what's wrong with him? But then once you actually get there, you 
you talk about all these things and you're almost like expecting the therapist to be blown away. Like, Oh man, this is so crazy. But, and then they're just like, okay. And it's not because they're minimizing your problems, but you know that they're not, they're genuinely not judging you. You know, it's like, I'm actually just here to help you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I remember once I was, I was attempting to do like a different way of trying to, um, Get, you know, get help with my mental health. And I went in and was talking with a psychiatrist. I ended up, you know, showing the guy some like poems and things that I used to write about, about what I was going through inside my head. Um, and, and, you know, I thought he was going to, I had that, that exact same thing that you said I, that was going through my head while he was reading it. And I, you know, I thought, all right, he, he might, he might be a little be like, oh, okay, like what's going on, you know, with me, but no, he, he calmly responded and he actually gave me one of my favorite um, one of my favorite things that that insanely motivated me to keep going. And I was going to say it here, but I'm going to leave a little bit of suspense because I always do some motivation at the end. So I'll save it for that. But he did exactly what you said. They sit back, they go, OK, and they talk with you. Yeah, it's definitely it's like it's almost like a a big deep breath to know like, Oh, he doesn't think this of me. Mm -hmm. He's just here to help. Yeah, definitely, man. And, you know, I think we've been having some great conversations on, on all these questions. And, and I also want to end up getting to the the fourth one here and, and get your opinions on it. How do you genuinely think we can make, you know, a real difference in terms of, progress going forward, taking genuine steps forward to change that stigma around mental health in society. Yeah, I think, I think that, that is the, one of the biggest questions I think facing our generation, because, you know, we've, people say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And we've gotten this far just by neglecting mental health, which is now coming out that that is something that is awful and shouldn't be done. I I think I do, again, I like where it's going with more athletes, more celebrities, you know, more people in general willing to, to champion that fight, say, hey, mental health is a serious thing. You know, if, if you think you need help, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And again, even if, you know, someone's listening to this, you don't have to, you know, go the whole nine yards, go see a therapist, go see a psychiatrist and all this, you know, maybe just talk to a friend. Hey. Um, I, I'm struggling a little bit. I need, I just want a shoulder to, to lean on because everyone, you know, you can work yourself up to that at some point, but you know, some taking a couple steps is better than just suffering in silence. I, I think, you know, again, I like the place where it's at, but like I said earlier, I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. And this is something I actually had to help a friend once who was going through a lot of what I was going through at the time. He was, you know, very distraught, very sad, self-doubt, thinking he was trash, thinking he was garbage. And, you know, I was sitting there with him and you could tell he like kind of wanted to to talk to me, but he, he, you know, half didn't want to seem weak, but also half couldn't find the words. And I said, hey, man, look, that's totally fine. I'm not going to pry because I, with some people, the harder you pry, the more they clam up. Yes. So I, yes. I told him, I said, Hey man, if you want to sit here with 
and just have me be here with you present for the next hour, totally fine. But just know that I will be here if slash when you want to talk to me, you know, not, not to degrade anybody, but it's almost like how some dog catchers catch stray dogs. If you just chase after the dog with a net, that dude's going to outrun you. Yeah. <laughs> what you do is, I mean, with some that you always see these popular videos, the person just sits down, maybe has a plate of food next to them and they don't do anything. And you know, the animal's cautious. What's this guy going to do? I don't trust you. And then you just sit there. I'm, Hey man, I'm harmless. I'm not going to do anything to you. And then eventually you see the animal creep up slowly, slowly start eating. And it's like, okay. And like, I'm here, I'm not going to hurt you. And so that's, that's what we have to do. We just have to let people know, Hey man, I'm not going to pry. I'm not going to try to force you to tell me anything, but I'm here and ready to receive whatever you want to give me. And I'm here to help. Yes, man. I think that is a great shout. A great, ooh, I'm, I'm sorry to get, sorry. I, I'm, I've been doing some stuff with Manchester United people too. And I think I'm starting to pick up some English idioms, uh, some British idioms. Um, but no, it's a good shout, man, on, on the way that you put it. I think it's a very good way. And, and I think a lot of people who struggle with mental health would also agree that it's something that they need at times as well, right? You don't always have to try to sit there and give advice and, and, and try to help them through it step by step by step. Sometimes they do just, you know, people who are struggling do just need a friend, need somebody who can sit with them. And like you said, whether it's you want to talk about it or not, if you don't, that's fine. If you want to vent and get some some, some shit that you're going through off your chest, by all means, go ahead. And, you know, and I'll and I'll do a little version of mine. And it's it's what I used to, to be honest with you, in college. And I know you don't do it, um, but it's what I used to do with cannabis and in college, right? I know I said before that I definitely used to used to abuse it in college, but I also used it as a way to help not just me, but some friends that I knew were going through stuff, right? If I knew, right, roommates or friends or whatever were struggling with some things. And, and, you know, again, like you said, they don't have to talk about it, but I'd be like, hey, man, you, you want to go for a smoke, right? Just just de-stress, get some shit off your mind. If you want to talk, you can. If not, we could just bump some music and, and talk shit, right? Yeah, but, people don't realize how, how much help it can be to just be present. You don't have to say yes. anything, just to be there to and let them know, you know, whether it be literally saying it or just by physically being there, knowing that someone's there is just such a huge like weight off their shoulders, such a huge safety net, knowing like, you know, if, if all else fails, like this, I got this guy, or I got this person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing too, because I think you will agree with this, and a lot of people who struggle with mental health, when they hear this, this part at the end here will agree, one of the biggest struggles is you genuinely get to a point where you feel alone. And just having somebody there does make that massive difference. Yeah, it really does. Everyone, it's it's hard to think. It's it's so incredibly hard when you're down and it, it makes it 10 times worse to think there's no one around to help me. There's no one who can relate. Mm -hmm. the, the thing is, Definitely. everyone has that person. They just have to find them. And it's up to partially, partially up to that person to let them know, hey, I'm here. Yes. For sure. Yes, I agree there. Right. And that's the thing. Sometimes we, we don't see it. Right. When, when people who are struggling and they look at that, they go, OK, no, at, nobody's here. 
everybody's going to think I'm, 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 I'm not right and no one's going to want to help me. But it, but because we see that, they're afraid to go and talk. So it, it, you are right. The people who want to show some support, sometimes that's all you need to say. You don't need to try to go into some big whole spiel. Just say, hey, listen, man, I can see, I know you're struggling. I see your posts, you know, I, I, I see when you might talk about stuff. If you do need somebody just to chill with, someone to be there for you, I, I'm here. I, I'll be here. I'm willing to talk. I'm willing to help you if, if you need help and if I can help. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's you need to do it constantly to let that person know. Definitely, man. Hey, look, I, I'm sure you are going to be shocked if you didn't notice already. And I knew you said you were a little nervous this being your first podcast. Um, but we've been talking for 40 minutes already. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> so with that being said, I think we got to all the questions. I think there was some great content in here. And I want to thank everybody who's going to be listening to this. And I hope you guys got some great stuff out of it. And what I want to end off with, and I try to do it with every episode, is, Kevin, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you give your closing statements of anything else you wanted to mention. And also, if you have, whether it's a, a, an actual quote from somewhere or just a statement from yourself, something to motivate people who might be going through some difficult times right now. All right. Well, first, again, it's, it's a constant struggle. You will have great days, but I promise you, you will have bad days. Don't think because you've had nine great days in a row and that 10th day sucks. Don't think you've hit rock bottom. And for uh, an actual quote, I actually heard this somewhat recently and I, it actually kind of blew my mind when I heard it is um, it was everyone loses, but that doesn't make you a loser, which I think uh, again, blew my mind because I've definitely had times where, you know, I fail a test. I, I don't accomplish a goal and I spend the next like 20 minutes being like, I'm, I'm a loser. I'm a piece of garbage. I'm trash, you know, and it's, yeah. it's hard. But I uh, just remember you can, you can always bounce back. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, yeah, you're good, man. If you had anything else, you can finish off. Uh, no, that was, that was pretty much it. That's just what I want people to know that, again, you have bad times, but that doesn't mean you're down and out. You can get back up. Yeah, man, definitely. You know, and I think also, and I know we touched on athletes a lot, but if you go and research some of what athletes have said, you can go look at Michael Jordan. He says the same thing, and even his story has it in it, right? He says, I don't remember, obviously, what numbers he used, but he's had the winning shot in his hand X amount of times, and he's missed it this many times, right? And I think if you do easily some research in Michael Jordan, you've always had a story of he got cut from his team when he was like his high school team when he was like a sophomore. And whatever year, right? And he went home and he cried. And then, but then that summer and that year, he busted his butt. He worked. He got better. And then he went back the next year, made it, and he was one of the best players. And then, of course, the rest is history because we all know who Michael Jordan is, right? Exactly. So yeah, I, I love the way you put that. Just just because you've had a bunch of good days and you get one bad day does not mean you're down and out. Everybody gets those days, and it's about pushing through. Even if, and I've said it before, even if it just means crawling on your hands and knees, if you, if you're, if you are knocked down hard and the, the most you can do to make progress is crawling on your hands and knees, then crawl on your damn hands and knees. Yeah, um, any progress is progress. Exactly. Um, so my, my ones, I had a couple that I was going to go with. So, but I know I said that I had them before, so I guess I'll give both for mine. Um, actually, also, I want to say before I give them, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on, man. I think it's been a great episode, and I think the way that you talked about things and the content that we were able to talk about is going to help some people for sure. 
sure, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. And so my last my my motivational ones are this, right? The one that that the psych, uh, psychiatrist told me that really helped me at that moment. So mine was depression, but I think it applies to mental health or any things that you're struggling with. And it's this: whatever your mental health is, in my case, was depression that you think is you, it isn't. It is a completely separate entity. And I'm, of course, going to add some words because I like a little bit more um, um, impact in some of the things that I say at times. It is a completely separate entity that is fucking with the real you. And I think if people can get that type of switch in their head, it doesn't then turn into trying to fight yourself. It turns into, okay, you have a battle to defeat this thing that is messing with you. And if you go and battle it and you go and fight it, when you win, you are then going to be able to see the real version of you. Um, and then my second one was, ooh, oh no, don't tell me it went out of my head. <laughs> um, ooh, I think the one that I did specifically went out of my head, but I got another one and it's this, and I've heard, it, heard a few different people say it, and it's that, one of the things that I've promised as well is that struggling with your mental health is going to be difficult. 100% it's going to be one of the most difficult things you've ever done. But I think anybody who is struggling with mental health will agree that the goal of either becoming in control or beating your mental health is a massively important goal in your life. And it means a lot to you. The quote is this. Why would anything that means so much to you come so easily? Mm. Right. So I think as much as I understand that everybody loves and would definitely want to get to a point where who, people who are struggling, where they don't, where they aren't struggling anymore, they, we also need to understand that it is going to be a battle. It is going to be a fight. It is going to be a long war. But I promise you that it will be worth it because anything that important is worth going through and worth fighting for, however hard it may be. So just to end it, anybody out there who's struggling, just remember, it's going to be hard, but the fight is definitely, definitely worth it.